Hey everybody, Will Edwards here from Three Square Food Bank. Hi, this is Chef Justin with InvitationToDine.com. This is Donna Wilburn, licensed marriage and family therapist here in Las Vegas. And you're listening to Two Sharp Chefs. Enjoy. Hello, and thanks for joining us. Two Sharp Chefs and a microphone here. I'm Lorraine Moss, chef and journalist. And I'm Louis Victor, chef and professional food photographer. We started this podcast in memory of one of the best food culture ambassadors of all time, Anthony Bourdain. In his memory, we wanted to do the right thing and build a better sense of community among cooks, chefs, restaurant workers, and food lovers here in Las Vegas and worldwide. Hello, Lou. How are you? Great today. How are you? Good. My mouth is healing after uh, extraction, so um, um, I might be talking a little bit weird today, but I'm trying my best and it feels, you know, a CC. Kind of good, kind of bad. Not terrible. Um, Mm -hmm. Today we are talking about giving and obviously an amazing gesture, if you can do it right now. Uh, We'll be talking with 24 Meals, an awesome group that just got together very recently and got us all the chefs working to cook meals for other people. It's an awesome, awesome organization. Um, So in pandemic provisions today, we will be talking about food giving food to people. And um, I'm going to start. I'm very proud, as you know, to be on the Culinary Council for Three Square. That is threesquare.org online. And every dollar that you donate to them, which honestly, every dollar counts, especially right now, uh, every dollar is three just meals for kids, seniors, and families here in Las Vegas. Um, There are a lot of ways that you can help them. They're a great organization here. They're kind of the county and the city's like main food bank in all of the valley. And you can donate, obviously, whatever money you can. Um, I know a lot that's hard for a lot of people right now, especially. So another way that you can help is to volunteer your time. They definitely need people to come over and help them sort food, pack food, to package meals for the kids on the weekends, which is super fun and an easy way to give to your community and not have to spend any money that maybe you don't have right now. Um, And also, I just want to tell people out there that if you need help, it's totally okay to get help. Um, We're all struggling right now. Everybody is in different ways, um, some more than others. And if you need help, you know, with food, please, please go get it, especially if you have a family that needs food. You can go to that website again, threesquare.org. It's very easy to fill it out, an application to get food. And there's a ton of distribution sites, as well as a place where you can actually drive through and have food distributed to you if you're kind of, you know, worried about contact and that type of thing. Louis, you are going to talk about another amazing organization here in Las Vegas um, in the Valley, delivering with dignity. Yes, Delivering with Dignity was actually co-founded in Las Vegas by Puna Mather, um, Executive Director of the Elaine Elaine P. Wynn Family Foundation, Julie Murray, President of the Moonridge Foundation and Moonridge Group, our friend and uh, my mentor, uh, Elizabeth Blau of Blau Associates, and their technology partner is Copia. And um, they collaborated with the Clark County Commissioner, uh, Marilyn Kirkpatrick and United Way. So that's like a lot of like local people uh, mm-hmm. coming together to um, organize and launch this uh, great giving effort. So how it works is that the organization keeps restaurant workers working. It was founded like at 
it was founded way back in March when all of this uh, was just happening as kind of a response to the crisis of the novel coronavirus. So we didn't know what we were going to go through. Um, and then there's a lot of like people, especially in the kind of older and um, uh, what's the word? At risk population. Yeah. Or disabled right? or people who are sick that just, you know, they can't get out to get food. Exactly. Um, so you can actually give to them by either becoming a food hero, which is a delivery driver. You just sign and they up. really need those right now. Mm-hmm. And you just sign up on their website, deliveringwithdignity.org, or they also accept monetary donations to the Moonridge Foundation. So yeah. it's a win-win scenario because, um, number one, it keeps all restaurant workers uh, working. Yes. Um, of the partner restaurants. Um, I know Mark Marone, uh, Graffiti Bao, uh, mm-hmm. or Boys Blanche and Gold, yes. as well as Honey Salt. I've all been like participating in this uh, wonderful effort. Um, and or if you, you don't have time to spare, you can donate uh, whatever you can. And they, they, they really need help. Louie, we are excited today to welcome the people who created 24 Meals, a little thing that's been pushing around town right now, going from chef to chef. We have Matt and we have Katinka Fuzinski with us. How are you guys today? Wonderful. How are you guys? You know, we're hanging in there, just like everybody else. We're hanging in there. (laughs) Um, Both Louie and I got to participate in this amazing challenge. So first, let's go ahead and talk about the challenge and how you came up with the idea. Okay, so uh, in the very beginning of shutdown, um, obviously everyone, most people in our industry out of work. um, And we started cooking meals. Matt started cooking meals. I don't Uh, But Matt started cooking meals and we started getting meals out to um, people in the industry Um, with him, uh, with all the people he had out of work, um, all the people I had from, you know, my business out of work. um, We knew a lot of people were struggling. So we got a bunch of meals out. The first round that he made was 24 meals. Um, We got those out and the response from that was pretty powerful. All of those people, they... You know, this was the first home-cooked meal they've had in a really long time, and they wanted to pay it forward. So they started sending us donations of random ingredients. Hey, I'm not using these beans. I'm not using this. Can you do something with it? And he can. So we would take it, and he would make more meals. So um, that continued on. And then when he went back to work, we had all of these donations and all these random ingredients. Um, You put that in front of me, and I have no idea what to do. You put that in front of a chef. Chef knows what to do. So we decided to make it fun and get the community involved. Um, and what better than to get other chefs involved? So we decided that um, it'd be really fun to get two mystery boxes with a bunch of donated ingredients, send it out to a chef, and kind of make a chef challenge about it. Um, send them 24 meals or 24 to go boxes, uh, all the ingredients, and have them play and make whatever they wanted with, uh, with the ingredients they got. So, and then uh, to, you know, make it full circle, they would then nominate another chef and then gift an ingredient that they wanted the next chef to have. So that made it super fun. And it's just snowballed from there. It's, um, we had no idea it was going to, you know, our little family project would grow this big, um, but it's super exciting. And we've been helping a lot of people. And um, right now we're a little over 3,500 meals that we've gotten out to the community. So that's super, super cool. We had a huge economy size uh, can of dried bananas. 
And um, <laughs> how are we going to do with this? And he's like, I got it. I got it. So he made a Thai chicken banana curry. And it was literally like the best curry I've ever had. It was so, and I don't, I'm not a banana guy. Like uh, it was amazing. So that's where we're like, okay, all right, we could make this, you know, we could make this work. And our son was doing inspirational messages on all the lids. And we thought that'd be a great way to uplift, you know, people. Um, so we have the chefs, you know, pick out an inspirational message of their own and put them on every lid. I, uh, I own VIP Bar Groups. It's an event staffing company. So um, I staff for events uh, like Life is Beautiful, um, UFC, uh, all the downtown alley events, uh, Picnic in the Alley. I saw you guys there. Um, so I staff chefs, um, bartenders. So, you know, festivals and pop-up events. So uh, when all of this, you know, my entire business is um, based around large gatherings. So, <laughs> um, it's, all gone. yeah, so um, the entire year basically got canceled and um, yeah. So, uh, so you had some time on your hands. I do. Yep. And this is Not definitely full. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Matt, tell us about your chef background. So I started in kitchens literally when I was 13. Um, I went knocking on some some back doors at kitchens and, and said I was <laughs> free. So I ended up working from 13 until I graduated high school in kitchens in upstate New York where I'm from in Ithaca for free. Um, uh, I learned a lot. I graduated from the CIA. Um, I headed out here and I have worked up and down the strip. Um, currently I'm a corporate chef, West coast corporate chef for V and E restaurant group. We have two cafe Americanos, one in Caesars, one in Paris, and we have Mercado in the Venetian, which are all open currently. Um, we're surviving. It's yeah. not the same volume that we're used to, but mm-hmm. uh, as a restaurant group and as restaurants and individuals, we'll make it. Tell people who are not in the industry what exactly a corporate chef is as compared to, say, an executive chef at a restaurant. Right. So I have three executive chefs underneath me. Um, they run the day-to-day operations of the individual restaurants, and they have sous chefs under them. Um, my responsibilities are everything involving food in all three locations so i'm you know i tell you what you can order what you can order how you order it who it comes from how we portion it how it's prepared i have the final say on everything that's done in all three restaurants as far as food goes uh, i'm very much a collaborator so it's not my way or the highway we always sit down uh, we have a lot of meetings with the chefs uh, all chefs have the opportunity to pitch any menu ideas and item ideas, all kinds of things like that. But um, they're day to day, and I'm kind of the. I always I always call it like I'm the satellite. You know, I can okay. watch all of you guys from up here. And every now and again, if I have to zoom in, I'll zoom in. You know, um, since we've reopened, that job role has has you know gotten bigger because you'll find me now since we are really tight on staff and things like that. You know. There, there's been days where I'm the omelet guy. So I'm on the, I'm on the egg station or I'm on expo for 16 hours, um, making sure that the chef gets a day off. So, you know, our, a corporate chef, uh, as far as I see it is, you know, we really do anything whenever, wherever we have to. Since we have three chefs here, Katinka, we're going to take this time, um, to kind of, you know, talk about your brainchild here because all three of us, these three chefs have all participated in 24 meals. So let's start with Louie because her freaking like 
what she came up with was so beautiful. Like talk about your experience, Louie, and like what it meant to you, like what it felt like when you were done. I'm like looking at all my beautiful um, produce and beautiful meat. And it just struck me because there was a tri-tip. There were like two tri-tips there. And I was like, I can't combine tri-tip with ground beef. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I it's that. too beautiful, right? <laughs> it's like, I can't put this through a grinder either. It just like crushes my soul. So that's how I actually ended up with 48 meals. Yeah, you did. Instead of 24. <laughs> so desserts too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they were gorgeous. The, plan at the, the whole time. <laughs> It was it was a lot of fun for me, just like going through like a mystery basket. You know, you feel kind of like, uh, I, would I say top chef, like iron chefish, you know? I yeah. kind of was like star of my own challenge here. Yeah, 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 totally. You know? So yeah. just being able to do that, spend an afternoon, especially since I wasn't working then, and yeah. spend an afternoon cooking for other people, that was so just gratifying and rewarding. So I had to do it twice. So mine, I'll, I'll go and then I'm going to have Matt go because uh, you're doing it more than all of us right now, I think. <laughs> it's yeah. like whenever she doesn't have me doing them, right? <laughs> um, mine was drama in a funny way. Um, it's it's funny looking back on it, but at the time I was just like a freaking tragic mess. So it started... <laughs> Oh, got all my ingredients and right away, as soon as I saw them, you know how that happens. You see them and you're like, oh, right away, exactly what I was going to do, you know? And so I wanted to do this shredded down chicken because that was something that my father-in-law, who literally a couple of weeks before had just passed and we had just come back from Wisconsin. It was like the week that I came back from Wisconsin after being there for a month and went through all of that. And it was his favorite dish that I cooked. And I was like, wow, this is an opportunity to, you know, kind of like honor him and like also give back. So it was like really emotional. So it was kind of like, you know, as I was doing it, I was like happy tears and it. So that was like starting to be like a mini drama. And then, um, <laughs> and then my sink decided to just like shit the bed, like full on shit the bed. I don't know what happened. I'm not going to blame it on my husband, but I don't think it was me. Um, <laughs> something was in the sink. It got screwed up. We turned on the garbage disposal. It erupted. And then because the dishwasher was going, it started leaking. And so the water was like an inch, like across the entire kitchen. And I'm sitting there trying to make these meals. And then a really good friend of ours, Diana Edelman from Vegans Baby, she thought it'd be sweet to come by because I'd just come back, you know, sad from my trip and she didn't want me to have to cook. So she was coming with meals for me, which was super nice. But I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm having a kitchen disaster. I'm trying to cook these meals. And now someone's coming in. I'm like not ready for this. And it's a big mess in the kitchen. It's just like disaster zone. Um, but it ended up being such an awesome experience in the end because I felt so satisfied that I had to jump like these hoops that, you know, as Nomad and Louie, that in a kitchen, you're, this is the kitchen life. This is hashtag kitchen life to the extreme, you know, when like your oven breaks, when everybody calls out, when like someone dies in the family, like everything that can possibly happen to you happens at exactly the same time in the middle of like a thousand cover service. So although it wasn't a thousand covers, it felt like it because of the challenges that abounded. <laughs> but I mean, I was just like, wow, I felt so good. Like I took those pictures and like, I was so happy because I was like, I made it through this. It felt like since I hadn't been in the kitchen a while, it was like a taste of what it's like when things go to shit in the kitchen, which is fun. And then you get out and you're alive and you're happier than ever. 
And then you did a drink because I definitely had a drink after that. So, oh, you know, though, you there we go. You would never know you're cool as a cucumber. And yeah, I was like and crying he, and screaming like every. <laughs> <laughs> what is this happening? Right. What's going on? I, I do want to add, though, on, on my experiences with it, the, the day that um, I sent out my meals and stuff, I, I actually had people reaching out to me. Um, thanking me personally about you know forgetting my meals and stuff and that was that was amazing that was really good thank you guys for like giving me that yeah so it was pretty cool yeah so matt what's it been like for you it went from uh, 24 meals to the next day i made like 70 or 80 um every day my challenge was i'm gonna make more today and i'm gonna make more today and that was the challenge to her was you got to find mouths to get this too. And, um, unfortunately where our current situation is, there's plenty of mouths yeah. out there that, that need meals. And, you know, I, for me, it's as a chef, it's like one of the most humbling experiences. Um, it kind of takes you back to why, you know, we're chefs and things. And yes. it boils down to, you know, in my heart, I just love to feed people. Um, and this whole time I've been pe- feeding people for a paycheck and, you know, for family and just for parties and having a good time. Now I'm feeding people because, um, they need it now more than ever. And it's really just a humbling experience to, to do that. And like I said, when we don't have enough meals to go out during the week, because, you know, we didn't have enough chefs or the timing was off or whatever. Um, there's been nights where I'll stay up till three, four in the morning and make 80, 90, hundred more meals just to make sure that all the families that are on these lists are covered. And, um, you know, to me, that's just as important as what I do on a daily basis is, you know, making sure that my restaurants are successful and, and make money. So, um, yeah, that's always the mindset that, that we have. Have you had a chance to sit down and kind of think like, where am I going to go with this? Is it going to stay on this path? Is it going to become something else? Like what's your dream of it? I would love to see this grow nationwide. I would love to see this be like a 24 meals in New York and every single city. There's no reason that this can't happen everywhere. Um, all the food, a big majority of the food that we get um, is would have been thrown away. And that's what's so... And it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot of food. Every, I mean, the amount of food that's thrown away by restaurants and grocery stores every single day, everywhere, is appalling. It really, really is. Yeah, Sickening. so it addresses a waste issue too. It's, it's horrible. And there's no reason for anyone to be starving. There really isn't. And we literally have families that are starving right now, like everywhere. Um, and especially here in Las Vegas, I mean, there are, I'm sorry. We, I mean, the stories that we, ha- we get are horrible. Um, and, you know, families that are sick or still haven't gotten unemployment or, you know, there are families that are really, really struggling and to feed their families to feed their kids, you know, and meanwhile, there's all this food just getting thrown away. So I would love to see something like this, this be a movement that just spreads everywhere, because there's no reason that um, other people can't do this. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work, but it's so rewarding. And, you know, it's, it's, it's rewarding. It really, really is. And honestly, we all need to hear something good right now. Yeah, Yeah. that's just that's a fact to survive this. Um, we need to hear something good. Yeah. And it just, it's, it's amazing to me how Vegas 
people, we don't get enough credit for this as a city, but I think Las Vegas is one of those cities, such a big, small town, small, Mm -hmm. big town, however you want to say it, um, where people are just really a family here. And it's amazing. Like all these organizations, you know, they all have a, like, Three Square, Livering with Dignity, 24 yeah. Meals. I mean, people like Kim Foster, who, you know, is a food writer, and she's got a freaking pantry outside her house that people just leave stuff it in, and people can get her. it for free. I mean, it's yeah. like all these little little and big things that are happening. Uh, we all need it right now. We need to hear it. We need to see it. We need to be a part of it. Yeah. Right. Um, the check with here is so oh. strong. It really is. And yeah. We have so many chefs. I mean, the, 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 chef, the food and beverage community, the chef community in this town. I mean, come on. We, we have chefs. Here, I mean, you know? Chef Pete at the Venetian and yeah. uh, Chef Sean. I mean, he's done they, like four or five done, rounds. He just, chef Pete has done four chef, rounds. Chef Pete has I send him 24, you know, to go boxes and he sends he me sends back, back 80. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I'll see you in raise you. In typical Vegas fashion. what's going on right now everyone's fighting everyone's it's just it's awful and food always brings everyone together everyone can agree on good food you know right everyone so you know that's something that can always bring people together and um and it does and always does and right this is a perfect example of that everyone coming together yeah and we've all learned a lot from uh, this whole coronavirus experience right and um i I just find it very inspiring to to just like see my faith in humanity restored Mm -hmm. where people who have been affected by it let's say like i lost my job and stuff like that but instead of like bitching and moaning about it I'm I'm finding something better to do with my time, basically, and and it goes for like a lot more people who don't have much but have their time and their basically effort and talent and contribute to this kind of like program. All right, Lou, let's go ahead and move on to show and tell, hey. and we have two guests today, and I hear that we each have something here. So let's go ahead and start with Katinka because I see something very large on the wall behind you. Yeah. So I wanted to do something really special for Matt. I think it was for Father's Day. Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Suck. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Wrong I. Wrong holiday, right intention. <laughs> We're terrible with holidays. So. Yeah. Um, so his grandmother's recipe I got, I found, um, and I projected it on, I hope you can see it behind me here. I projected it on a projector. Uh, shadow casted it onto the wall and then I traced it and painted the in his grandmother's writing this uh, fruit tart um, recipe that his uh, he remember I know that his mother told me that his grandmother uh, used to always make this for him so this is a this is hilarious though so he got home and it was a grand reveal right so he gets home and he's looking at it. He knew exactly what it was. Like right when he got home, he saw it. And he was like, I love it. I love-. He's like, you do realize though that it says, <laughs> it says nut meats on our wall. Right? <laughs> it does say nut meats. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had no idea <laughs> that, that nut meats was like. Nutmeg? No, What's nut meat. Nut meat is what they used to call back in the day, like hearty nuts. Like, yeah, like oh. meat. meat of the nut, like whole cashews. I like. thought it was like a typo or something of nut meat. I thought so too. So I asked, his, I called his mom. And I'm like, hey, so it says nut meat. Is that correct? She, oh, yeah, 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 nut meat. 
all like walnuts and almonds, like not meat. It was like a hearty nut. Back in the day. So it now says nut meat on my wall. I see it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's that's my show and tell because I, you know, it it was labor of love and it looks pretty cool, and I thought that it was. It does. I love it. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. It's, it's, you know, my grandmother's writing it. She's no longer with us. And she was one of my, along with my mother, one of my bigger inspirations of why I do what I do and how I do what I do. So, yeah. Uh, this year is, is incredible, and I get to see it every day. Beautiful sentiment. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I wish, I wish more people would write recipes on their walls. Right. Yes, I yes. love the idea. You want to start a trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, Mr. Chef on the show, what do you got for us for a tool? I have a couple things. They're all the same, but it, it's it's a few different types. Um, okay. One that you will not find in my kitchen is the little cans of ground black pepper. Okay. Um, so I have, and Katinka can attest to this, a little bit of a pepper mill problem. Pepper. Oh, you have several. So I, do too. I have a couple. I brought out the, the, the cool ones. Um, so this is my favorite. Oh, it's like a music box. Yeah, <laughs> and the pepper comes out here. So in this one, so each pepper mill, I have a different blend of pepper. So this one is like my all purpose. It's mostly black pepper with some white, pink and green. Okay. Um, this one is my other favorite one. I don't know if you can see it, but this is another Peugeot. Peugeot makes the best mills, by the way. I have a Peugeot. Uh, and scooters and bikes. Yes. <laughs> right? And with gears. That's okay. Uh, but this one is just straight Szechuan peppercorns, which nice. aren't actually peppercorns, but they have that cool mm-hmm. um, like anisette flavor. This is my, it's empty because I ran out, but this is oh, my one-handed. Yes. Yeah. Like a finisher. This was a gift from one of my chef heroes, uh, Sean Collenberg. So uh, this is just black pepper goes in there. And then this is my Turkish uh, pepper mill. Oh, I've never seen that. That is very Oh, wow. And then the pepper goes in here. Ah, so is it from Turkey? This is from Turkey. We didn't go to Turkey. It's made in Turkey. (laughs) We do want to go to Turkey. And the funny thing that spawned all of this, talking about family and everything, is this big guy. Oh, whoa. My great-grandmother's um, coffee grinder. It still works. I do not grind coffee in here anymore, but um, it does work. You can grind okay. it. Um, but when I saw this little guy, you know, it reminded me of this one. Yes. That's why this is my Oh, God, I love it. Oh, my God. Equipment. He's not really a gadget guy. He's- I don't do gadgets. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, uh, like I told Katinka in the past, if I can't do it with my knife, then it's not worth doing. Yeah. Um, so I really, well, I have a ton of knives, which are fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Who doesn't? No, we all have a knife obsession. Louis, get your timer ready, my dear. Timer. We're gonna do we on go. the fly. Sixty seconds rapid fire questions. And Louis, let's Katinka. go ahead. You ready? Start with Katinka. Your favorite pandemic snack. Oh, keto ice cream and beef jerky. Yes. Vodka. <laughs> Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a cat or a dog person? Dog, all day. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Articulation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What did you, What did you want to be in kindergarten? A lawyer. You know what happened? Dream place to travel and eat. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. We're all hungry. 
Childhood food craving. Childhood. Oh, tortellini. Best self-care move. <gasps> uh, well, it would be uh, not working so much, but it hasn't happened yet. Do most, it. most used emoji. Uh. <laughs> oh, I know that. One. <laughs> All right, Matt's turn. Yes. These are your questions, Matt. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Take your time already. Sixty All seconds. Right. Your questions with Matt Rosinski, corporate oh. chef, and your go-to Vegas restaurant. Island sushi. Oh, uh, yeah. amazing. Favorite knife. I have two Bob Kramer shuns that are the trophies of my knife. I said Bob Marley. They're Bob so Mar- they're so beautiful. They're- um, your cooking music soundtrack. Uh, okay, I listen to a lot of Bastard Sons radio and also um, Avenged Sevenfold, Volbeat, so a very metal slash. Ska, punk, all that good stuff. I like it. <laughs> Dream place to travel and eat. Dream, I would love to go to France in the near future. Me too. Favorite cuisine? My uh, my favorite cuisine, um, I love District 1, so Vietnamese. I also love a lot of Thai food. Um, I love it all. I don't have a favorite. Blackmailable fact about you. Yikes. I win. I won, right? Yeah, <laughs> everybody wins. It's not a contest, but go, but go ahead, Matt. What's yeah. your blackmailable well, fact? Answered, I won. Uh, blackmailable fact about me. Yeah. Uh, I in my past life, I had a ton of tickets. Best cooking advice that you were given. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give the very first advice that I was ever given, and then I'm going to give good advice. Okay. So the first chef I worked for, it was Chef Chris Diamond. It was at a place called Catch 23, and I think in New York, it's a seafood restaurant. And I approached him at 13 years old and said, I want to work for you. Um, you don't have to pay me. Just teach me. And he told me to find something else. Um, jokingly, of course. Uh, he said, uh, you know, he, he basically told me, you don't know what you're getting into, um, mm-hmm. but I will teach you everything I know. And he did. Um, he's an amazing chef. He still is. He's in upstate New York. Um, but from me, um, you know, one of the things I try to tell my chefs all the time is be better every day. Um, we always look at every single square inch of the kitchen and talk about how we're going to make it better. Um, how we're going to improve the process, how we're going to be faster, what we need to do to be better. Um, and I, you know, one of the things that translates into my life today and part of 24 meals is to be better every day. Let's go ahead, Katinka, and sell it for 24 meals. Anything you want to say, how they can reach you, how can help you, what they can do to make your organization better and grow. So any chefs that want to get involved um, can reach out. Uh, Katinka, uh, what is the email? Katinka, <laughs> Katinka at, at 24meals.org. 24 <laughs> Sorry. Um, but any chefs that want to get involved and uh, we deliver the mystery box right to you it has all everything that you possibly could need. Um, all we need from you is your time, your creativity and um, yeah, your skills. You know, the stories that we're getting are heartbreaking. Um, and just, you know, just yesterday we had um, 
we had one gentleman that came to us. Um, he's 70 years old. He was he had frozen meals that he was cutting in half, his frozen dinners. He was cutting them in half so he can ration them and split them uh, for two days, one frozen dinner. And this is what's happening everywhere. Um, we sent out emergency uh, uh, delivery to him and he started crying. Like, this is the kind of stuff that we're hearing and that's happening all over the place right now. So you have a neighbor that needs help. If you, you know, check on your neighbors, check on mm-hmm. the people around you because um, you never know. You know, a lot of people are too proud to ask for help. And, um, you know, just asking can go a long way. So yeah. definitely. That's true. Yeah. And all those chef at, chefs out there, please uh, participate because it's actually a lot of fun. I know it's overwhelming mm-hmm. and I know we have a lot of issues going on right now, yeah. but in the end, it's going to make you feel better. It's going to make you feel happier. And uh, we all need a lift right now. So we want to thank you guys so much for what you're doing, um, for joining us today on this podcast. You can watch it on YouTube as well. And of course, in all your favorite podcast apps. Thank you so much, Katinka. And thank you so much, Matt. Thank you for having us. We appreciate you guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you for all that you do. Thanks for listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone. We love subscribers almost as much as we love food. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review. And check out Two Sharp Chefs, that's with a number two, on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our WordPress blog. Email us with any questions and ideas at twosharpchefs at gmail.com. And Louie, we stream new episodes every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. It's been a pleasure. We're 86th. Till next week.